You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome to this latest show. I'm going to tell you about the latest of the events with myself that you can go to, book in, and enjoy. I know you guys like to keep it local, like keep it fresh, and most certainly organic as I lean into the mic. We have the retreat of the year, most certainly down in Scotland. 21st of January, and you have three days, two nights, myself, Cara, the Joe Maloney, and the Kaz, most certainly doing the yoga, doing the yoga, doing the nutrition, Cara, and doing the personal development, most certainly with Joe. And in the mix then, we go on to the next event, is on 4th of February, you have Cool Amber House, full day, and most certainly in on top of that, you have us grounding first thing in the morning and the day based in Mullingar 120 euro for that event and meal included cooked with single ingredient foods oh yes you betcha and organic potatoes from the site you couldn't bait that lads with a stick and next event we are following that is most certainly the grow your own course think you're there that's one completely sold out so if you want to be more self-sufficient healthier and happier I recommend growing your own the course on the 18th of February all right, send me a DM to book in. That course, 145 euro for the day, 77 plants going away with. Couldn't beat it. And most certainly, there's no one else like myself. So, you want a day of activities? Any of those suit you, dates-wise? And I'd love to have you. Other than that, enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Coleman Power Organic Fitness Podcast. I have my latest guest here with me, Daniel Raz. And his slogan would most certainly be he helps men in particular lose 30 pounds without going to the gym. He's all the way from Canada. So I suppose, Daniel, say hello to the listeners and the viewers. Hi, thanks for having me on. No problem at all. And what I want to do is, I suppose, you to let the listeners know a little bit about you and where more so specifically that you're based. I know you're an online, I suppose, coach. But yeah, go for Definitely. It. So my story, I guess, is in middle school and high school, I played a lot of basketball and I felt confident on the basketball court, but nowhere else. I didn't feel like that confidence translated into everyday life. Then around my um, late teenage years, when I and when I was 20 particularly, I started getting to working out way more often. And I found that I was confident, not just at the gym, but in everyday life, in social life, just when hanging out with friends, even in... Um, school, everything went better. The confidence translated into everyday life. So I decided to become a personal trainer to help other people feel the same. And now I mainly do online training. Love it. All right. Okay. And suppose with people trying to improve their health, it most certainly would be the likelihood of them making it a lifestyle. Would you yeah. agree with that? And how would you, oh. how do you get people to make it also a lifestyle? Yeah, 100%. And a lot of people I find really don't like going to the gym. It's too intimidating. It might take too much time. It's not convenient, especially if they travel a lot. So if they're able to get in great shape at home, then they know that they can sustain that for a lifetime, right? Because if you're traveling a lot, you might not always have a gym. Um, obviously, that's superior if you, that's um, available for you. But if you're able to get in great shape without going to the gym, then you know you can maintain that forever. 
Well, that's that's what people are looking to make it a lifestyle, make it a habit. So they most certainly will do it and go forward with it long term. We just suppose that main emphasis of home workouts. What type of exercises do you get people to incorporate in that you train? Right. So obviously everyone's different. Like some people can do diamond push-ups, other regular push-ups, other just like knee push-ups, right? So uh, everyone's different depending on um, injuries, depending on past experiences, age, what the goals are, all of that. So um, I, I start with a baseline workout. I just to see what they are. They tell me what's difficult, what's not. Then, you know, I'm able to make adjustments. And <clears throat> if they have dumbbells, bands, I can always cope with that. But basically, whatever they give me, I uh, in regards to equipment, time, flexibility, I make it work. Yeah. All right. And would the majority of your clients be more so body weight or would they like be weight training or a combination of the two yeah it would definitely be mostly body weight because again the people who i work with don't like to go to the gym so it's not like they have a home gym most of the time right so we start that sometimes get them bands because that's like what like five ten dollars and you can do a lot with it yeah too right yeah you're on you're on the ball there yeah. and I suppose with diets being very important what would your preference towards any one particular diet would you lean towards more plant-based or you suppose more uh, a lower carb diet or is there any influence on any one particular way of eating yeah that's a great question and i don't particularly believe in having one particular diet again it really depends on the individual one of the first things i tell my clients to do is to just write all the favorite foods just write a list of everything they enjoy eating no filters just write down everything yeah. After they do that, I'm like, okay, cool. From your perspective, I'm not even going to tell you anything, but from your perspective, underline everything that you think is healthy, right? And even if they, I don't give them any advice at all, if all they do is just write everything that they enjoy eating, underline all the foods that are healthy, they'll find out, okay, wow, there's a lot of foods that I enjoy and are healthy that I've not been eating as much as I could, just because of habit, just because of convenience. But even if I don't give them an nutrition advice, if they just eat healthy foods that they enjoy, they will already make a difference. Yeah. Would, I suppose, cooking be a massive influence from scratch, be something that you get or encourage people to do? Right. So uh, as always, there's levels to this. Like That would be the most optimal, but some people have five kids, two jobs, they can do that, right? Um, if they have the time and they enjoy cooking, then obviously cooking from scratch would be ideal. Uh, but I, I never say that I never say never, and I almost always never say always. Right? Everything's always dependent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So the cooking from scratch that obviously would be ideal. You know, buying organic, that would be ideal. But that's not always the reality. And I tell them, you know, what to prioritize on, basically. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's, I suppose, a fair point because everyone is different. No two people are the same in any situations. And the more commitment you have, whether it's kids or a big job, that they are going to, that is going to take, I suppose, a huge percentage of their time in a day. And it's about making it simple. It's about making it quick. And yeah, that's, I suppose, you, one of your main strengths in getting people to from where they are to where they would like to be. Um, what, I suppose, is your own typical diet preferences, I suppose, as a coach? Right, so uh, that actually also changes quite a bit, uh, but I'm uh, not from day to day, so I do it kind of oddly. So like for two or three weeks, I would eat basically the same thing. Then two or three weeks, I would have a completely different diet, just because that's what I enjoy. Um, so lately, uh, I just made a bunch of soup. Right, I feel like that's um, 
a hack because you can make a big uh, chunk of it and it's really easy to consume. I just threw in vegetables, chicken, and then water. And then I, I meal prepped, you know what I mean? Like it's already done. <laughs> so I, I just made a bunch of that. Uh, then lately I've been eating uh, quite a bit of pasta just because I'm trying to build some muscle. I want to, <laughs> and I need extra calories. So like I've been doing that. Then uh, what else have I been eating? You know, just banana. Um, then I know everything is slipping my mind. Okay, I, I, lately it's been a bunch of beans. Um, again, uh, I like to have a bunch of food that's quote unquote meal prep. And when I say meal prep, most people think about putting chicken and broccoli in a glass container. But by my definition, meal prep is anything that takes less than five or 10 minutes to cook. So canned beans, for example, you just open the can and you can put it in a pot and after five minutes, it's done. That's meal prep. Soup, again, you can just heat it up, it's done. If you have, you know, tuna, even if you have like banana, that's all like quote unquote meal prep because it doesn't take you long to make. So that's mostly what I've been eating um, lately. Good. I suppose with your goal to build muscle, yeah, that's most certainly key to get most certainly your complete proteins in. Do you give your clients, I suppose, a basic nutrition plan to help them maybe understand foods or what way do you work it with? Right. So uh, when I see the foods they enjoy, I would never tell them, hey, you can never eat this food or you have to eat that. When the foods they enjoy, be like, um, try to eat more of this, maybe try to eat less, less of that. And when they underline the foods that they enjoy, uh, or when they underline the foods that they, they think it's healthy and don't underline some foods that they think are unhealthy, I correct them because sometimes they think that particular food is healthy, but it's actually not. And also the opposite. Sometimes people have a negative reputation towards a particular food. Right. But in general, I don't give them like a strict meal plan like you have to eat these foods because I feel like I'll have too strong of a bias of foods that I enjoy right because there's infinite amount of healthy foods yeah you're, you're dead right is there anything that you've come across I suppose in your own fitness journey that you wish you knew when you were younger so take the example of yeah no, I won't give you an example of anything that you wish you maybe knew such as in particular that fats make you fat or anything along yeah. the lines of that I, I feel like pretty much everything <laughs> I mean uh, if I knew, if I had the knowledge I had five years ago, because uh, I wouldn't say I made every mistake, but I definitely made a lot of mistakes on the way, right? And that's the power of helping other people so they can shortcut the success, get the same result faster. Um, there's a lot. I can't even like pinpoint anything. Um, yeah, often I suppose the carbohydrates might be demonized. And if you've been a personal right. trainer and someone might say to you, God, Daniel, eating pasta, isn't that going to make you put on weight? What would you end up saying to somebody that just came up to you or sent you a private message or a DM or a voice note in particular to carbs? Carbs make you gain weight. Yeah. I, I'm totally off carbs because, God, they're the devil. Okay, that, that's a good point. And I'm even going to zoom out and look at the bigger picture. So the advice, to answer your meta question before, the advice I would give is to focus on the principles and then um, play, sorry, play around with the individual preferences. So then principles are things that are accurate for 100% of human beings. So as an example, if you consume more calories than you burn, you will gain weight. That's true for every mammal. There's no exceptions to this rule. But an individual preference would be keto might work great for one person, but not for another person. Vegan might be the solution for one person, but not for another. So I would teach my younger self all the principles be like, hey, this is the hard 
rule, like this is set in stone, this is how reality works. And then there's individual preferences that may work great for one guy, but not for another. So just try it out and see from the individual preferences what you individually prefer. Mm. Would the majority of your clients be the standard diet or would they be vegans or would they be vegetarians or would they be predominantly keto? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So the first thing I do is I teach them individual preferences. Again, things that work for a hundred of human beings. Another example is if you're dehydrated, then you look and feel bloated, right? That's not like uh, for a certain group of people. <laughs> I see you drinking water. That's fantastic. Yeah. I also my clients have a water glass within arm's reach at all times. Because most people are dehydrated, that causes them to hold a bunch of water, look and feel bloated, have headaches, everything. So I teach them a bunch of principles that are true for everything, for, for every single person. So they get that knocked out. And then um, after I see what they enjoy eating, be like, hey, try, I don't say try this diet, because I don't believe going 100% in a full diet, but try more of this type of food, or try more of that type of food, see what you can stick to. Yeah, and, and I suppose that's what works for the majority of your clients, which is great. Yeah. With yourself and your own training, what training are you currently doing? And I suppose showing your clients that making you an expert in the likes of your field. Right. So um, I, with my dad, I, I switched quite a bit. So like um, three weeks ago, for example, I was eating mostly like uh, meat, dark chocolate, uh, uh, like most like high fat. Um, and the problem, my point is always, almost always the same, but uh, like three weeks ago, Two weeks ago, for example, my fat intake was way um, higher than it is now. Just because um, right now I'm training for way longer. And right now, like in the gym, I'm probably for like two hours training. Uh, so I need a lot more carbohydrates, I need a lot more energy. But before that, I was training like 30 to 40 minutes max. So in regards to uh, carbohydrates, I would say the more vigorous you're training, the more carbohydrates you probably consume. That's why people that run marathons they go keto, they completely eliminate carbohydrates four days prior to the run. And then three days before the run, they eat as much carbohydrates as they can. So they can store all the carbs inside the body and then they have extra energy. But that's because they're expelling a lot of energy, right? So for me right now, for the last couple of weeks, uh, just to change things up, I'm expending a lot of energy in the gym. So I'm eating way more carbohydrates than usual. Yeah, very good. I suppose carbohydrates are the body's preferred source of energy, and that's yeah. one of the important things. And even emphasizing with people that I would come into contact with, there are two different types of carbohydrates. There are simple carbohydrates yeah. coming from the likes of white pasta, or even going further, the things I wouldn't recommend, maybe more so the likes of processed foods are also simple carbohydrates. But again, what you're trying to get people to do is make an improvement on their diet. So going towards more complex carbohydrates. So whether yeah. it's lentils, that would be, again, in my meal that I'm going to have here now, I'm going to have a lentil curry. And as a result of that, there'll be the healthy fats in the likes of the coconut milk that we're using. And then on top of that, then you'll have the main protein source being that chicken. So that's hitting and ticking all the three boxes. So that's something yeah. where we definitely uh, encourage people that I would talk to to get them to understand in each meal, uh, definitely your main meal and your first meal of the day, having protein, having healthy fats and carbohydrates because those carbohydrates from the complex sources. So for breakfast, it would typically be the likes of more so either oats, which are again, just simple oats, 100% oats, not oats as in people, listeners in the likes of America, as oats that has maple syrup and sugar and everything. Yeah, yeah, no, and mix. It's like regular oats. I mean, I've been eating a lot of that as well lately. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. and again, that's a simple thing. There's 
no major effort involved there. You put it in a pot, you add water, or add milk to your whatever preference you have, whether you're plant-based or not. And that is going to, I suppose, get you to have a steadier flow of energy, but not just having porridge on its own. Incorporating either nuts and seeds, and I would definitely lean towards hemp seeds, is that higher omega-3, which is great for brain function, skin health, gut, all those things. And then the last thing is eggs. They're nature's multivitamin. Not enough people eat enough breakfast. They under-eat and people say, God, come on, I haven't time to cook. And I would say, literally, you have time before you go to bed. Boil six eggs, bish, bash, bosh. They are there in the fridge for you to crack open and go straight with the likes of your porridge. You even heat them up with your porridge if you like, supposed to mix and combine. If you don't, a hard-boiled egg with the likes of a pink Himalayan salt. Salt is not bad. Salt actually is something that's natural and contains natural electrolytes. And if you're sweating, you need those things because I suppose those are things that I definitely have learned along the way of my own fitness journey. It would be that salt is not the enemy. It ends up being take out processed foods, add back in salt because we need about five grams of it in a day, which is just like a little teaspoon, which for uh, people. Yeah. 100%. And on that, uh, a lot of people that the reason why they think having too much salt is bad is what's actually bad is having too much salt and having too little water but you can easily fix that by having by drinking more water right because most people are dehydrated so it's you uh, obviously cut out processed food um that's the that's the number one step to do regardless of what diet you're undertaking but yeah you don't have to dramatically cut your salt intake at all as long as you're drinking more water yeah, and what ends up a lot of people are not actually hungry is that they're most certainly dehydrated and dehydrate. Yeah. Once you start drinking water, that's why I always have, have one cup here. Just happen to have another cup that was there from this morning. I finished this yes. one. Um, yeah. This morning's was green tea. And it's not that I uh, think that coffee is bad. Coffee actually is something that's beneficial to the body. But the thing is the danger is in the dose. So I get people to drink coffee in the morning because why it's beneficial, firstly for the antioxidants, why? Because it comes from the likes of a plant. And then what plants it come from? Coffee beans. That's where it has fiber. All these things are beneficial towards your gut. Your gut health naturally increases your energy levels. And not having it after one o'clock would have a major benefit to your sleep. And when you control your sleep, you improve your hunger hormones. That would be leptin and ghrelin. So it would be two of the major things I would get people to do. Realize that everything that you eat and drink has a massive effect on the way you look, you feel, and how much energy levels you have. Yeah, 100%. And on the note of coffee, the biggest mistake people make is not actually the, the coffee, it's what they have with it. So people often have coffee and a croissant or a donut or a muffin, or they put a bunch of sugar in the coffee. And that's what's dangerous, not the actual coffee. Yeah, so if you yeah, get coffee right. from Starbucks, that's that's different than having, you know, just regular black coffee. Yeah. A lot of people say then eating healthy is expensive. And most certainly I would tell them, stop going to goddamn Starbucks, stop getting your <laughs> croissant, stop getting your bagels. And you can buy yourself literally eggs, and porridge for absolute buttons in a shop, even at half the price of the coffee, you will be able to pay for your breakfast. And the porridge is going to last you a hell of a lot longer than one breakfast. So <laughs> it's about using your money wisely, just like I suppose understanding that using your calories wisely. So we can touch on that. Like when people are struggling with weight loss, it's because they don't understand that every food item is either a protein, a fat, or a carbohydrate. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great point. So many people say, uh, I hear people say like, oh, I eat 90% protein. I'm like, that's impossible. Unless you're just drinking away um, protein, nothing else, That's there's no way. And people be like, oh yeah, they like to classify a particular food as only 100% carbs or 100% protein, 100% fat. Almost everything besides water has a mix of the three. 
Yes, yeah, and like we'll take the example eggs. We just touched on it. So more often than not, eggs have protein, healthy fats, and low certainly low carbohydrates. No, yeah. if not none. Then we we'll go pasta because we've mentioned this item as well. Pasta actually has most certainly a little bit of protein, but it's more predominantly a carbohydrate. So mm-hmm. if you were to like if you're on a vegetarian diet or a vegan diet or just a meal that didn't have meat, you could add in the likes of nuts or beans with pasta, and it'll make a complete protein containing all nine essential amino acids. I love putting the two fingers together. Yeah. <laughs> and that it makes it a visual thing. Then you can add, that's why bread and peanut butter is most certainly another complete protein. You can go with lentils and pumpkin seeds. These are all things that people have done in different countries for years to survive on and thrive. And it's the whole idea of it is carbohydrates are not bad. Fats are not bad. More often than not, it's the processed foods and liquid calories, alcohol, Biscuits, chocolates, cakes, croissants, and demonizing croissants. I'd love a croissant right now. <laughs> hunger craving for a fucking thing. But and again, if you did want to have a takeaway, if you did want to have something along the lines of, uh, we'll touch on that wasn't quote unquote a healthy meal. It's about factoring it in. So just take say, the individual is looking to lose weight. You might have two hundred euros, two hundred calories to spend in a day, and you have to break that up into your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner. So you divide that by three, uh, or we'll take the example of four because it's easier for my maths in my yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, three. Yeah. Divide it by three. You, if you're better at maths, we'll go with that, right? So divide it by three. Two thousand divided by three. That'd be uh, six thousand. Um, six hundred. So uh, six hundred thirty-three. So each main meal that you have, you have six hundred and thirty-three calories, euros, whatever you want to put it in, in a meal. That's a Massive amount. So whenever people say, oh, God, for breakfast, all I had was uh, a croissant or uh, maybe I just had toast. And they go, right, okay, that's that's not the end of the world right there. But two slices of toast, maybe some jam. That's barely rocking. We'll go 250. You're only yeah. after spending 250. Yet we had 633 euros, calories. We'll just take in, in comparison. And then for yeah. lunch, what you have? I had a wrap. It was chicken in it or maybe some salad or whatever. And then you kind of go, oh, yeah, that ended up uh, being maybe 400, 400 calories, 500 calories. Say 500 would be easier. So 500 and 250, we're on 750. We are under halfway after spending or using our calories in a day. And people yeah. at the end of the day go, oh, my God, you know what? I'm absolutely craving everything. Because you're underspending, you're under eating, you under eat your breakfast, you under eat your lunch, you are going to try to play catch up at the end of the day because your body needs 200 euros, 200 calories to maintain, maintain its weight. So if you want to lose weight, you go under 2000 euros, under 2000 calories. And that's a great way to get people to understand you are given an allowance, your mother, your father, wherever you are, your godparents, whoever's looking after you, or God, whoever you believe in. Buddha, whoever up top up there, it really goes, there's 2,000 euros and you spend less, you will lose weight. You spend more, you're going to hell. No, you're not. You're just going to <laughs> That's it. That's a simple way of putting it. Two- yeah, 100%. And nobody's above biology, right? So people say they have bad genetics. But again, with a money example, if you spend less than you earn, you're going to have a surplus. There's no other way around it. It's math at the end of the day. Obviously, there's a bunch of ways to make that happen. But nobody's above biology. You can't defeat the laws of physics. If you burn more calories than you consume, eventually you will lose weight. That's just it. But people, people don't understand foods. They don't right. understand that a protein contains four kilocalories. They don't know that carbs actually contain the exact same amount of calories as protein. And they don't understand that fats contain double it. However, fats are essential. 
Fats are yeah. actually what improve your brain function. They must realize that fats actually help break down vitamin A, D, E, and K. That's why they call them fat-soluble vitamins. So things I would definitely do to people is get them to read or listen to the Audible, because I'm dyslexic, the Audible book. The It's called Nutrition for Dummies. It breaks down the most simplest thing ever. And what I ended up doing is was lucky enough to write the book, The Power of Organic Fitness, which in it, it isn't a book for dummies, but it's a book that touches on understand your foods, know where it comes from, get the best foods you possibly can into your diet. And if you want to improve your health, you know that the foods, there's no point. Anybody you would talk to, I'm certain of it, knows what foods are healthy, what foods are unhealthy. But getting them to with working with yourself or anyone else they talk to, the point is getting them to know what foods and amount of foods they should eat, portion sizes, and getting clear on what they want. And definitely, I suppose, having the mindset to do that. 100%. And people need to remember, it's not just about how you look. It's about how you feel, how much energy you have. So people say, oh, I'm too busy or I'm too focused on my job. But they don't realize that. Having more energy, being more focused, not having brain fog will allow them to be more productive and execute the job better. So in reality, not taking care of yourself, not prioritizing your health is financially irresponsible because you're not maximizing your potential in your business and your everyday life. Yeah. Are there any particular health hacks that you get more people to, I suppose, incorporate into their day-to-day tasks? Getting up at a certain time, cold showers, uh, any of those things jump to mind or what do you get people to do or is it just simple stuff right so uh i like to throw a bunch of tips in my clients and be like hey pick whatever you enjoy right so some people can't handle cold showers hey no problem you don't have to do that if you can for me it's amazing try it out because a lot of people don't even know that that's a thing so i give them the option but it's not like hey you have to wake up at this time you have to do this this and this uh as long as they follow the principles they'll get results but i tell them this is a bunch of things that you can't do in regards to sleep, it's not like I tell my clients you have to wake up and sleep at a certain time. Obviously, everybody's schedule is different. But I do recommend how to optimize the sleep quality because everybody knows that they should sleep, you know, seven to eight hours. But some people are generally busy. Some people can't always pull that off. So I'd be like, hey, I'm not going to tell you to sleep more. You already know that. Let's maximize your quality of sleep. Yeah, and, and, and for those that are watching this on YouTube, you will most certainly see me with a pair of blue light blocking glasses on and say, mm-hmm. cool, man, if you enter the likes of the red light district, or what in the name of God is going on? This is an infrared light, which is yeah. something that doesn't contain the blue light spectrum, which is emitted from either my phone or the laptop, which I'm currently looking into right now. And these are things at the top end of the scale. But for the most part, people are not doing the simple things. And I recommend the simple and the free things. These glasses, they cost $80. They might cost 100 euros. That infrared light again was a present to me and it's something that costs a couple of hundred euros a couple of hundred dollars and those are expensive but people don't need those things you just need to unwind at night turn down the lights not have your largest meal of the day just before you go to bed be all hyped up and do your training just before you go into the bed where you're meant to be resting the point is that more often than not if you did the simple principles if you went to bed at a regular time at whatever time that may be if you lit a candle try and and actually will not only benefit your sleep it also may be something romantic if you have a lady friend or a, a boyfriend whatever your preference may be that is something that not only help your sleep but also may help your sex life just said it the point is that what you want to do is the simple things that you know benefits you 
Okay, reading a book. We've totally lost touch with how people unwind. And we can go as far back as the likes of our ancestors. They sat around a fire and is something that we should maybe take note on. We could turn down the lights. We could light the fire. We could light the stove, especially in these colder months when this podcast is coming out. It's something that helps the body to unwind because the lights emitted. Light is a signal to the brain that most certainly is something that's going to alert them, to wake them up. So if we have bright lights on now, if it was LED bangers that I had on here behind me, I wouldn't have as much quality sleep as I possibly can. And sleep is so important to me. Sleep repairs our muscles after we work out. I've done training today. I've done my weight training, home workout. I use two dumbbells, two 5 kg dumbbells. That's pounds. Somebody convert that over. They're not that 40. heavy. What, 40? Uh, it's 12. 12. There we go. They're two 12-pound dumbbells I use for a walk. I say, cool, man. They say, look up. Come and doing them five. You can get an absolute smasher of a workout in. Slowing down the tempo using compound movements. So why I would always stress these simple things because again, people are not doing the simple things. Getting them to most certainly use a squat. Okay, squat. What do you do? Where do you put the dumbbells? Hold the two dumbbells on your hands, left and right. Leave them hanging. Squat down, heels flat on the floor. Squeeze the ass, the butt cheeks at the top. You tear more muscle fibers than you would with the likes of just body weight. So you progress from body weight to the likes of two dumbbells. And during the likes of the uh, ideal uh, where we couldn't leave the house there for the last number of years, there was a period of time, what I used was I used bottles of water. I used the bag on my back. This is what you yeah. have. Yeah. And it's yeah. like that. Yeah, 100%. And uh, on sleep, uh, obviously, there's like 27 different tips that you can implement, but I like to categorize them in like three broad strokes so it's easy to remember. So basically everything you mentioned, the first is make your room as dark as possible. So whether you have red light, whether you just um, have black curtains, cover any electronics with a towel, whatever it is, Whatever you can wear an eye mask, uh, you can even put a shirt over your head to get creative, uh, over your eyes, do whatever you need to do to make your room as dark as possible. Uh, then the second one is have a cool room temperature. If you're sweating, if it's super hot, it's difficult to sleep. So the recommended is about 65 degrees Fahrenheit, about 18 degrees Celsius. And that might sound cold, but that's when your body sleeps the best. Alternatively, you can uh, sleep naked. I find that it works amazing. Once you do it once, you never go back. And you can also have like a thin blanket and a thicker blanket if you do get cold. So, uh, yeah. And then the, the last, um, the third one is, as you mentioned, obviously have low stimulation. So whether that is lighting a candle, reading a book, whether it is not looking at screens, whatever it is to unwind. Yeah, you're so right. And Daniel, I suppose those are great tips. It's both from the start of this podcast to the end of the day where we sleep. I just want, I suppose, you're, you to let the listeners know where's the best place for them to reach you, man. Definitely. So, DanielRazFit.com, that's my website. DanielRazFit, that's my Twitter. And DanielRazFit, that's my Instagram. So, search me up there. Um, you can look at the testimonials. You can look at extra tips. And, uh, yeah, I'm a real person. I'm here to help. Let me know if you have any questions or you'd like to talk and take your fitness to the next level. Yeah, brilliant, Daniel. Thanks so much. And I've been putting all those in the show notes so people, if anyone want to work or check out Daniel's uh, page or website, most certainly do. All right, and Daniel, I always end these podcasts by saying stay tuned, stay classy, and keep it organic.
You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast.